0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDSE. It has indeed. And that leads us to the Sunday Sermon.
1: Now it's time for the Sunday Sermon on Crunch Time. Sarah, I'll take the new ball this week after Scotty's excellent performance last week. I know this is called a sermon, but today I'm treating it as a confessional. Ooh. Sarah and Scotty, I confess, I have never had less idea of who is good and who is not. I confess I may have jumped off the gun on jumped the gun on Port Adelaide, St Kilda, Brisbane, Geelong, and even Adelaide. I also confess I may have prematurely ruled out GWS, Sydney, and Carlton. And I confess that I'm officially a disgraceful footy tipper. <laughs> I'm more confident discussing Eastern European political tensions than I am forming a firm view on Fremantle. Alas. The turbulence of this season is invigorating. If Melbourne loses to Richmond today, it will be the first time since 1975 where the top four has lost in one weekend this late in the season. And Ken Hinckley put it best last night. Anyone done a letter predictor?
2: <laughs> Stick at it. So in the spirit of this confessional,
1: can either of you please help me? Which teams can we truly trust? Or is this just a season jumbled mess of unexplainable narratives. Please, give me guidance. <laughs>
0: Tom, who can we trust? It is a good question. I thought I could trust Collingwood. I thought I could trust Port Adelaide. They're now staring down the barrel, would you believe, of four straight losses if yeah. they go down to the Cattery and they do indeed <laughs> lose next week. I don't know who to trust, but isn't that what's so incredible about this season? It really is up for grabs.
1: Every time you feel like you know something, you don't. Mm.
2: Yeah, Quite right, and it just Goes and we, we talk about the quality of the season, and that's why, because anyone can win. We can extend it down to uh, Frio with eight wins and fourth has 12th or 13. Look, it's tight. Yeah. Mm. And it is so even, and we seeing more serious injuries this year or not? It feels like selection, to your point, Sarah, around Essendon. You know, Ridley out, Key, okay. In what was a game decided by two points, perhaps Ridley, like injuries It'll can be, be that factor. Yeah, and it just seems that there's a bit of that. It just feels like the, the Geelong game. yesterday, Hawkins and Blitz are Yeah, gone. Uh, Bulldogs, Keith and Bruce. Bruce. Now, injuries, yes, but also flexibility within game rotation. for injuries fatigue. within matches, yes. isn't it as well? That's so what, what really gets you. The challenges coaches to make adjustments in game to cover for loss in areas like Lobb went to the back line. So, in a game decided by less than a kick, is that the pivotal moment? That decides the game
1: I would love to know from a current player who has played for a while let's say Scott Pendlebury how demanding the game is now compared to what it was five or ten years ago I can only imagine it's getting more demanding year on year especially with the restrictions on rotations so players can't just come off whenever they want I know that came in a few years ago it looks like it's an incredibly physically demanding game not to mention all the media attention and all the pressure you've got from fans as well Uh, I think it's
2: a great question. is as well qualified as anyone to ask. But even you could look at GPS collectively, the numbers taken from the results. Is it a more dynamic, powerful game just based on raw numbers from uh, champion data? Because if it is, and we suspect it is, then there's a toll. Look, the body is the body, and it can only withstand so much. And at some point, you reach breaking point. Now... If the demands have gone up, more players hit that red zone, so to speak, that puts them in a vulnerable position to get injured.
0: So who can we trust, Tom? And which team would you <laughs> want to be behind at this point in the season? Is it front runners like Collingwood and Port Adelaide who have had losses, or is it teams that are coming from behind, like a Carlton, like well, a GWS... I mean, even to an extent, so, if the Swans continue to win, the Swans perhaps not so much as uh, the let Let's other not get two,
1: ahead of ourselves. But oh, well. if we go to do you want to hit
0: yourself to a team that's been a front runner or one that's coming with a vengeance? You want
1: to hit yourself to a team that is fit, yeah.
0: health yeah. Is wealth. wealth. I've also
1: tipped West Coast mm. today, by the way. You're Greatest nuts. abilities,
0: You're availability,
2: nuts. and to Tom's ladder snap. You look at the top three teams, streaks: lost one, lost three, lost one, and then Melbourne one three. Giants one seven, Carlton one six. So if you just look at that form indicator and they're building into something.
1: Hmm. Carlton is wild. I mean I think Fremantle's wild. Carlton lost eight of nine and have won their last six. It's so turbulent.
0: They've also been smashing teams. They've been beating teams by, you know, 50-plus points. And on Friday, Collingwood didn't even look like really getting near it. I mean, Carlton were so dominant. And they're they're doing it without some some key players as well. We know Sam Walsh is out. But Patrick Cripps came back into the side, and he really led from the front. There's a lot to like about how Carlton are building. And it's funny that last year they spent the whole season in the eight until that final round where they slipped out. This year, they're going to spend probably more time out at the eight, yep. but they're probably more likely to finish in it.
1: We, that, you expect them to make it now. That win was huge last uh, on Friday night. The Coleman medal race is hot as well. We it, thought that was dead until last night, didn't we? Well, Char, Charlie <laughs> Curnow is on 67 and Tex Walker's on 61. Mm. Charlie Curnow, let's say he averages four goals a game for the next four games. You know, he, he gets in the 80s. I know it's one more game than previous seasons, but a goal kicker to kick 80 goals in a year is fantastic on... The metrics of the last decade.
0: Do you know what Taylor Walker's got, though?
1: 61.
0: He's got another game against West Coast, is what oh. he's got.
1: <laughs> he's got the bonus game. Yeah,
0: well, Charlie's had two games against them. And he's kicked, collectively, the 19 goals. Yeah. We know, did Tex kick 10?
1: Yeah, it did. against
0: him earlier this, against West Coast earlier this year? So, he'll have the opportunity to fill up his boots mm. again. And what a story that is for the 33-year-old who's just signed a contract extension, Tom.